I think men are more and more shying away from being strong communicators and being like upfront about what they want. And I think that women shouldn't have to always do the communicating, but a lot of times we end up doing it and asking the hard questions. So I think men need to step it up. What's up, fam? Yes, it's only me today. Kate is no longer with Heart of Dating. My coup d'etat is complete, and it's just me now. So that's either good news for some of you guys, and it's really bad news for probably most of you guys. No, I'm just kidding. Kate's sick. Pray for our queen. Uh, Today's episode is really, really special. I know we usually have uh, deeper discussions, uh, engaging conversation, and awesome questions. I'm not going to lie, today is a little bit more of a fun and entertaining episode. And I'll be more honest with you guys. When Kate presented the idea and the topic for today's episode, I was a hater. Okay. I said, there's no way this is actually going to be fun. There's no way that people are actually going to enjoy this and it's going to be entertaining and we're actually going to learn from it. And hey, man, I was wrong. I was wrong. So Kate's going to take that last five seconds and just play it every single night before bed. I was wrong. The, the Those are the best three words you could ever hear your boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse say. It just feels so good. So you guys are all getting that experience and feeling for one day. Uh, just know you heard it from me first. Okay. Hey, uh, real quick, before we jump into the episode, two quick things conference. Yeah, I'm going to mention it. I'm going to bring it up because I don't want you to miss out. I know for some of you who are not going to be able to make it in person, you've been procrastinating buying that ticket online. You're going to be with family. Hey, listen, we've all been with family that weekend after Christmas and there is nothing going on. You're bored. I'm bored. I've been so bored and we all get a little crazy. So invest in yourself, start off 2024 with some learning, some great content and community. I don't think people realize how much we really love our online community and how amazing, yes, the Zoom chat is during conference where you actually see a lot of people connect and have a great time from all over the US and the world. So we'd love to have you there if you are inclined to investing in yourself. Lastly, Patreon. Hey, we have hit over 100 patrons. We're so grateful. You guys are keeping the lights on at Heart of Dating. If Heart of Dating has blessed you in any kind of capacity, you just got that Christmas bonus. You just got that promo in Q4. We would love to say, hey, in 2024, would you consider supporting us at Heart of Dating? Which, by the way, for our patrons, we just dropped a hot Q&A. A lot of amazing, like we were so impressed. You guys are so smart. And the questions that you guys asked were really amazing. One of my favorite ones was, how do you keep that romantic feeling alive within your relationship without crossing physical boundaries? Awesome question uh, that we loved answering on Monday's episode. So that's all I got for you guys. Enjoy the episode today. I will say, Lacey is one of the funniest people I've met. I mean, she is pretty unhinged and 
she is pretty funny and I have to admit that. So kudos to Lacey. I was cracking up the whole entire time. She is much funnier than I am. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy the episode we got today. Love you guys. What's up, fam? This is JJ and Kate, and we have a special, special guest in the <laughs> studio today. Yeah, yeah. Lacey Abercrombie. You might know her as Pastor Jezzy Beth, filled with God's spirit <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> Pastor Jezzy, Lacey, how are you today? I'm great. Wow. That is honestly such an intro. Thank you so much. I've never been called Pastor Jezzy before, um, but I think I'm going to get a name tag that says that probably. That's okay. so funny. <laughs> That's what your name should be on Riverside right now, Pastor Josie. <laughs> instead of Josie. <laughs> Agree. Well, hey, the first time we met you uh, was this August. Was that the first time that you did the Pastor Jesse Beth act? Is that what? Were you there? Like, that was the. Were you there for that? Yes. Yeah. No, I've done I've done Jesse Beth live one other time before that. That was my second time ever doing it live. But I've never done that was like improv. Everything I did up there was improv. So I've never done Jesse. That was improv. That was all improv. Yeah. Like literally at dinner that night, my friend Daniel, Daniel Madry, do you know him? He literally convinced me at dinner to do it. He was like, just do it. And I was like, I have I have 10 minutes to choose what I'm gonna say. He's like, just do it. I was like, okay, and I did it. That is so amazing. I sadly missed all this because I was at the talent show night, right? Oh, yeah. You were napping. I was going to bed because hashtag I was no, not hashtag. Um, I why do I say hashtag? I was in the first trimester of pregnancy and was not doing great. So I missed it. I missed it. It was so, so I have funny. So much FOMO right it now. was like 200 people like howling, laughing. <laughs> and it was it was, you know, you put yourself out there. So I just from afar, I actually have the most respect and I actually really admire you. I mean, it took a lot of guts doing what you did out there. <laughs> it, it was really JJ. scary. I was literally just sweating. So is that the most nervous you've ever been in my whole life? Probably not. <laughs> okay. Probably not. Like, have you been on any dates where you were more nervous than, than that night? Absolutely. I literally can think of one. I was so nervous that I, I, I waited in the car like for probably, I think I was like 10 minutes late because I was just sitting in the car in the parking lot. One of my friends was like, hey, I'm going to call the police and they're going to come escort you <laughs> to the date if you don't get out. I was what? like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. What were you doing? You were, were you just, just sitting there like looking out the window? Or? Just, I was literally, I was, I was sitting, I was trying to hype myself up to go in because it was a blind date. We had never met in person. Like his sister oh. set us up and I, so I would just hide myself. I'm like, you can do this. You got this. You can do hard things. You can do this. And I, I ended up going in, but I was really scared. Was it blind blind or like you had an idea what he looked like? No, I knew what he looked like. I obviously looked him okay. up on LinkedIn. Right. <laughs> on LinkedIn. Ab ab absolutely. It wasn't true love is blind style where you're like, oh, he, what does he look like? Is he like, I don't know. Would you do love is blind? Absolutely not. I don't want to like sit Why in a not? box. You you literally sit in a in a room by yourself and you talk to somebody, but you can't see. I don't know. Well, I guess it's similar to talking on the phone. I guess. You just yeah. don't like being put in a box, do you? I hate being put in a box. I never want to be put in a box. <laughs> Pastor Jesse can't be put in the box. Yeah, don't ever, uh, you know, cut off my creativity like that and put me in a box. <laughs> Oh my God. I just don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm made for love is blind. I think I'm made for love is <clears throat> not blind. <laughs> <laughs> love is visionary. So 
Well, before we jump into our fun episode today, I think we're just curious, like state of the union, what's going on? Uh, you told us on the pre-call, some people and friends laughed when you told them that you were coming on Heart of Dating. Which why is, would they laugh? Why would, which is nuts. <laughs> why would they do that? Are they, that was well, not very friendly. Uh, they're probably listening to this right now. And I just want to say shout out. Um, I made it on the heart of dating, even though I'm single and have been for a really long time. Uh, <laughs> I guess my friends, my friends just know that I'm single and like, and I'm really happy being single. And so it's going to take like, it's going to take like the man of my literal dreams to show up on my doorstep. Like he's going to, God is going to have to bring him on my doorstep and he has to have a sign from God that says like, I'm him for me to like let up on my standards. So all my, all my friends know that they're like, yeah, it has to say I am him from God. And then I'll be like, that's him. <laughs> this is it. I think God, is this really you? <laughs> like, <laughs> Did, so was this like a prophetic word given from a friend or is this just like you had a vision, you know, and in a dream yourself? <laughs> Neither. I just, I I'm at this point, like I'm 30 years old, I'm single. And I think like, you like you date, obviously you date to marry, like, especially if you're a Christian, like that's why you're doing it. But for me personally, like, it's like, I know exactly what I want. And so I'm looking for like, a like, I'm not looking, he's looking for me probably. Right. God. Hello. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, not, I'm not actively going to pursue <laughs> God. If you're there, um, I'm not actively going to like pursue a relationship with anybody who's like, not anything short of exactly what I know I want. And so it's like, I've, I'm 30 and I've already waited this long. I can wait longer <laughs> for it to be right, you know? Yeah. And we always say for people like, hey, if you're like totally content and you don't feel like you like need that right now, then keep living your life. You know, for people who are listening, yeah. there's some people who are like, oh, but I like really want that right now. And but they're still sitting at home, not doing anything about it. I think there's two different sides to it. Like, you know, they're like, but I want that right now, but I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit here versus you're like, I want that. But I'm also like super satisfied where I'm at right now. Right. So if it comes into my path, yeah. amazing, but I'm not like actively looking at for it because I just love the season God has me in, which is amazing. Were you, were you always this way? Like maybe like, were you born this way or, you know, did you have something happen that you're like, you know what? I'm good. I'm Gucci and I'm not going to compromise or settle again until this guy shows up on my doorstep with the word from God. And a sign. <laughs> no, no, I was not always this way. Absolutely not. I, I have settled many times in my life. And I think that is what has taught me to be this way is like, I just realized before, like I have, I've sold myself short so many times and allowed, like, especially allowed men to like, tell me who I was. And so I think it's just been in the last year, year and a half that I've really allowed God to like form and shape who I am and decide who I am for me. Like he's like, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, Oh, I'm so incredibly valuable because I belong to Jesus. He's given me so many gifts and the right person will see those gifts in me and, and appreciate them. But I'm like super independent, very much like I'm not a damsel of distress. I don't need to be rescued. And which a lot of people call that masculine energy. Um, I like build my own furniture and, and all I put, I can put Ikea stuff together really wow. well. And so, yeah, so I'm, I'm not like, I don't know. I'm just not waiting to be rescued. I'm just going to keep doing it. Like what Kate said, like, I'm just going to keep living my life, doing what I'm doing. If he comes along, that's great. And if he doesn't, I'm, I'm, I'm like super satisfied 
with my relationship with the Lord. I'm super satisfied in my friendships in my church. Like I, I, a man can only come and invade my space if he's going to add value to it. If we can build the kingdom together, like I'm, I'm down, but if he's not going to add value, then it's like, there's no point. So good. I mean, that's like a, let's slow clap, slow clap. One, two, slow clap. Why does it have to be slow? I don't know. I just thought I'd throw it (laughs) Awkward. It's usually a golf clap, but we can do a, <laughs> Golf clap. That is so funny. Um, well, oh, I didn't oh, know you. People are like, what is going on? I know. <laughs> I didn't I know I love it. you. So you know your way around with a saw. <laughs> oh, I don't have a saw, <laughs> but I, I know, I know a thing or two about screwdriver heads. Okay. Do you have a favorite screwdriver yeah. head? Like your flathead? I, or? <laughs> I don't have a favorite. I don't, I don't really pick favorites. I just, I know what they look like and I know how to size them correctly. So okay, I think good. that's really important. <laughs> I agree. Okay. Well, I think you did a great job selling yourself indirectly right there. You can put together IKEA furniture, happy and independent. She is single. And her Instagram handle is Abercrombie Lacey, everybody. <laughs> no, we seriously, listen, I'm like all for people shooting their shot and you okay. know i'm no i know you get this is the best place up. as a single person to come on the podcast because you know Guys. it's all single people listening <laughs> <laughs> listen if there's one thing that i'm always gonna do and this is this is where we can end my intro but there's one thing i'm always gonna do is if there is a man that i'm like that that guy is he's him i'll shoot my shot i've shot my shot in the last year multiple times i haven't we haven't really gotten the goal but i'll shoot my shot if a guy is if he's him and he's looking good, I'm going to say, hey, what's up? Wow. So you you believe in shooting your shot and dropping the hanky. Believe in it. Yeah, yeah. I well, love it. If, if, he's, if he's a godly guy and he's like cool, yeah, swagger, you know, style, and he treats his mom well, if we are, if there's no way for us to be in the same room together, then I'm going to DM him and just say, do you want to date? So if, you know, I will tell you this, Lacey. Um, I don't remember who this was, but I must let you know that somebody um, saw that we were both at Next Gen and they messaged me being like, do you know, like Lacey Abercrombie, because I want to ask her out. And I I saw this message and then I forgot about it. And so now after this, I'm going to have to go back and find that message find who that was. I I accidentally ghosted this person, but they were like, I think she's amazing. (laughs) And so they, I don't know. I think they were like looking for me to intro maybe. Yeah. But yeah. Well, well, I, I love the fact that you are all over LinkedIn DMing guys and shooting your shot. You know, I just love that you, you will do whatever it takes to get in touch with them. You know, Okay, let's. We're cutting that part out because I'm not desperate, but I will shoot my shot if I want. <laughs> hey, one. No, listen. One time I like went as far. There was a guy who had like he like loved this one song, and I screenshotted it on Spotify, and it was called uh, the song was called "Are You Bored Yet?" And I I photoshopped it to say "Are You Single?" and then I sent him that as the the sh- the shooting of the shot. It was I it was brilliant. That. Let's it was go. Brilliant. It is. What did he reply? He did reply. Uh, he was seeing somebody else okay. and was also about to. Move. Yeah, he was like, "I'm." I he's like, "I'm single technically," but and I was like, "Eh, you lost me." So, but he's a sweet guy, really good guy. He, if if yeah. you're listening, well, he better. I mean, did did he acknowledge the effort? Oh, he was like, "This is actually the best way to shoot a shot I've ever seen." I was like, 
you're welcome. There okay, you go. So Some just, people just have to be creative. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're in Spotify rap season. Find one of those top five <laughs> songs that they've been listening to that they're bragging about to the whole internet and Photoshop, you know, single in a fun way and send it to them. Wow. Wow, honey. Thank you, Do Lucy. what you got to do. You just gave welcome, somebody everybody. an idea for how to make it happen. <laughs> um, well, okay, guys, this is so fun. So we are... We're going to go into even more fun times right now. I thought it would be fun this season and our team thought it'd be fun if we did some like cycle analysis of some holiday rom-coms. And we're going to start with The Holiday, the movie The Holiday. Uh, I actually was shocked when I posted the other week that I was watching it, which I watch every year. And some people are like, what is this movie? I'm like, what? How? How do you not? Have you not seen this movie? Like, anyway, if you haven't seen this movie... I love this movie. I mean, yes, there's um, there's a sex scene in it or two, I think. So just forewarning, okay? We are a Christian podcast, but I just want to let you all know that. Um, but I think this is one of my favorite. It's definitely my favorite holiday movie. It's so feel good. There's so much greatness to the ending. JJ, do you like this movie? You know, it is as cheesy as it gets in some ways. So therefore, yes, I love it. It's a 10 out of 10 <laughs> for me. Lacey, what do you feel about this movie? Oh, it's, it is hands down my favorite holiday movie. Like it is the yes. best movie to watch. Every, every Christmas you have to watch it. Every Thanksgiving, honestly, I start watching it Thanksgiving. So. Uh-huh. I watch it over Thanksgiving. It's the best. Um, it's so good. And okay, so we're going to break it down um, right now. We're going to break down the characters, like kind of like, like where they're starting and then how they end up. And it's just as I was like preparing for this episode and thinking through it, I'm like, there's so much goodness in like what happens in this movie through these characters. It's just, it's so beautiful. It's so cool. I'm just pumped about it. Um, Okay. So first of all, let's start with, um, we're going to start with each character and then why don't we say who we relate to the most of them after we like go through them? How's that sound? Does that work? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's it. perfect. Um, okay, let's start with Cameron Diaz, who plays Amanda Woods. Um, Lacey, how do you feel about Cameron Diaz? Amanda Woods, I should say. <laughs> how do you feel about Amanda? <laughs> I love Amanda, and I definitely relate to Amanda the most because she is she's all you women who are independent throw your hands about me. Like she doesn't need a man. She puts off like very masculine energy in the sense of like <laughs> she's like like even whenever the the beginning scene where she gets cheated on, she's like she doesn't even like really cry then. She's just angry. She just is like, yeah, she kind of like, I, I, I love her character and I love her as, as an actress. She's just amazing. But she's definitely who I relate to the most. Spoiler alert, everybody. That's who I am. And she like comes off. She is definitely that hashtag girl boss. Like she runs this, like, what is it? Maybe a movie trailer production company. And like, um, it starts off, like you said, like she's getting cheated on by this guy. Um, I think he plays, does he play Captain America? Who does he play later on that actor? I don't know that guy. That's not Chris Evans. It's not Chris Evans. Sorry. No, he's good. But anyway, so he's like, he's cheating on her, um, ends up admitting it to her. And one thing I think is really interesting is she doesn't even cry. It's like, she doesn't show any emotion. And it like, as you learn in the story later on about her history and her dad, like left her at a young age, she learned at a young age to suppress emotions. And so now she has a hard time crying, which I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sad for her. Like, I love her and I'm sad for her that she like can't cry. And she like actually tries to cry multiple times in the movie. She's like, come on, come on, tears. Like, it's so funny. 
She's like, please. Um, but we talk a lot about attachment style. I would say Amanda's definitely avoidant in terms of that's like somebody who suppresses their emotions. They're not as in touch with their feelings and emotions, very much non-criers. <laughs> and and just like they're good. They're good with or without people. Um, so I'm not saying Lacey, that's you. I'm not saying you're avoidant, but I do think Amanda <laughs> is avoidant. Unless you are. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> now do you identify I'm honestly not with sure. her? <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're gonna have to take a test after this. <laughs> we'll send you a link. <laughs> well, no, she she is like Enneagram. I'm almost positive she's Enneagram eight, yep. and I'm an Enneagram eight. I'm an Enneagram eight wing seven. Oh, I think that's exactly fun. what she is. Totally. You think so too? Oh yeah, for sure. Like she's spontaneous. You see the spontaneity in her, and she's definitely like says it how it is, kind of gal. Wait, does yeah. um, does Pastor Jesse Beth believe in the Enneagram or is it controversial <laughs> for her? Yeah. Well, Pastor Jesse would tell everybody that she's a 10. And then she says, she's like, oh, I'm a 10, not on the Enneagram, just in general. So I think, yeah, she likes oh. Enneagram. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, like that, one. That, that would be what she says. I can see that. I yeah, can see that. That would be. <laughs> Um, but I also love that you say this too, Lacey, she has the masculine energy. She kind of puts off that. I don't need a man, um, vibe. And yeah. So like she starts a movie going through this breakup and she's like, I need to get away. She's also a workaholic. So she really does need to get away and to just take a break. Um, so yeah. eventually she meets her love interest, Jude Law, AKA Graham. And I would arguably say he's one of my favorite in the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, what about Lacey? Do you love him too? Who's your favorite guy in the movie? I love him. I absolutely him. <laughs> Thousand percent. I'm a major weeper. I'm a weeper. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love so you. <laughs> you guys have awfully big smiles right now. Well, it's Kate's <laughs> eyes have like a sparkle in them. Like I've never seen a cartoon sparkle in someone's eye. Until like five seconds it's ago. It's that scene the next day, like after they first meet and he puts on the glasses in the kitchen and like, and it's the Mr. Napkin head scene. It's like, it's just, he's great. So are you great, honey. You're, You're like great dream, too. You're like dreaming about it. Okay. I get it. He's, listen, he is, he's too perfect. That's my only thing with him is he's too perfect. You don't see a bad side of him. I'm like, Where's the drug addiction? Where's the gambling like habits? <laughs> like this guy is emotional. He's kind. He's a dad of two girls. He's funny. Single dad. Yeah. I'm like, and he's a widower. Like it's not even, he got divorced. Like he lost yeah, his perfect. wife. Like, are you kidding? It's literally perfect. Perfect. She died. She died and quickly and it's perfect. Like, the only thing he might not have going for him is that he might still not be over his ex-wife or his ex-wife, his his wife that passed. But that's like a good, that's like yeah, a, that's, women love that and that, you know, he cared about he, her. I know. So, okay, here's my question. Does, does he have any weakness? I don't. Except for that he cares too much. I, I don't think he does. <laughs> I don't think he does either. I'm going to be honest. I think He's he's America's heartthrob, especially in this movie, The Holiday. He's him. He's him. He, he is, is him. him. Yes, he is romantic. He is selfless. He is a great dad, and he's doing it as a single parent. 
You know, I think his only weakness is there are scenes where he admits that he's like hooking up with women. And that's probably his downside because he's like grieving and coping in an unhealthy way. So there you go, honey. That's that's his weakness. I, th- I think he's I think they're doing a disservice by, you know, painting such a perfect man and <laughs> the imagination is like anyway, but it's it's a rom-com. OK, I understand. All, OK, let's talk about his his Enneagram. I, I think he's an Enneagram, too. Like, meaning like he's just he doesn't want to be a burden to others. He just wants to, like, help people and love people. I don't know if you guys disagree, but that's what I, where I was landing. Well, Lacey and I looked at each other because I don't know if we know the Enneagram well enough that we were both like, yeah, like, which one's that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know Enneagram. the Enneagram. I, it's, yeah, it's the it. helper. Yeah. Yeah. He's the helper. Oh, and okay. I would agree. He's. No, I know the yeah. I'm 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 with it. I am with it. I, I've heard twos yeah. and eights, by the way, go really well together. Which obviously Amanda Woods and they Graham do. end up together. Spoiler. Why is that? Perfect. Well, because it balances, and a, a healthy yeah. Enneagram eight will go to two. I think I'm not an Enneagram yes. expert, but <laughs> yes, you're right. You're correct. You're correct. A healthy a healthy eight goes to two. And, and I think, yeah, like, like I think Enneagram twos and eights work really well together because the two is like a big helper, sweetie angel servant. And then the eight is like running the whole show, like in charge and needs to be like cared for that way. So I think they really do work well together. It's kind of like, I I have a friend of mine who's an eight and her husband's a two and it couldn't be the Jess and John, it couldn't be the bet, like a better pairing. Okay. A couple. So it's not like Batman Robin. He has softened her so much just in her Enneagram eightness, like in her, like she is amazing, but like just, he has come in and just, I've seen their relationship and it's like softened her, her being around his like gentle spirit all the time has made her more gentle. So I think that pairing of Enneagram Mm -hmm. two and eight is chef's kiss. (laughs) A a million percent. (laughs) <laughs> Moving forward from the perfect Graham, who's just perfectly perfect, um, Kate Winslet. She is Iris. Iris. Great name. Oh my great, gosh. Great, great actress name. name and great oh. name in the movie. I just have to perfect. say, so this is the one I relate to the most. I relate to Iris so much from my past life. So sad for her. Um, It shows her at the beginning, like being in love with this guy, which we'll spend like five seconds on Jasper. And um, he is a horrible, narcissistic, manipulative guy, manipulative guy. And she has this unrequited love with him. Like he keeps dragging her in and luring her in through, I'm sure, love bombing and things. And then just like, letting her go and never committing to her and isn't he married he's it starts with he's getting engaged yeah he's the biggest mm-hmm. punk of any movie i've ever seen he's one of he's, he's top four big, big big punk yeah top four but punk. you like <laughs> you but you feel for iris because and i can yeah. at least relate to her in some ways because there's a lack of confidence in her that, yes. So she thinks that that is what that's like the only love that she's capable of. And she's like, right. maybe maybe she has that thought process of like, I can fix him. I can change him. I can make him better. Right. So you almost like feel for her. It's, it does make me sad for her, too. But it yeah. makes me so sad because you also have to imagine she's probably in a cycle of abuse with this guy, like emotional abuse. You know, he's stringing her along and then making her feel amazing and then dropping her and then comes back around and is like, oh, you know, and so she's in this cycle of emotional abuse with this guy. And, um, 
you know, it starts where she is finding out that he is engaged and she has to write the article and they're like in the news that she works for about their new engagement, which is like, oh, just another stab to the heart. And so the sad, I just feel so sad for her, but her story gets amazing. I love her character development, like throughout the the movie, which we'll talk about. Um, but I also kind of think that, oh, she, she is definitely, in my opinion, an ambivalent attachment style goes back and forth. Anxious or ambivalent, I can't really say for sure, but I'll just leave it there. And Enneagram wise, I think she almost is a two as well. But I'm not sure. I'm I'm open to that being like a little bit challenged by you guys. <laughs> I I feel like I could also see her being a nine, and <gasps> oh, like yeah. you know, like not really speaking up or like saying like, "Hey, I don't like that you're doing that." Like it's which we That's see true. her develop as the movie goes on. But also, I would say like nines get into those kind of situations too because they want to just yep. keep the peace, not really willing to like stand up for themselves. And so I could see that in her as well. What's mm. the nine called? What's the, the peacemaker. Uh, yeah. yeah, I could definitely see that because she she will like get ran over at all costs. But I love, you know, she is a really likable character. She's really, really kind and sweet. I love how she just adopts an old man. Uh, to be her friend. Oh, you know, so really, cute. really awesome. And then um, she ends up with, you know, he's one of my favorite actors of all time, specifically Kung Fu Panda. I'm a big Kung Fu Panda fan. <laughs> um, Jack Black. Yes. Yeah. I feel like you're most like Jack Black in general, babe. That is a great compliment. Like, I think you are that like is. Miles in this movie, actually. If I had to. So am I like Jack Black in real life or like Miles in the movie? Miles in the movie. Not like Jack Black in real life. Well, I don't know him in real life. <laughs> He's cool. Funny, I just know awesome. the fake versions of him in movies. Well, he was I'm cool dead. and funny and awesome in this movie too. He was. I think uh, he's a he is a fun master. Um, he doesn't have like the um, the biggest storyline in the movie. Yeah, you know, which I think is unfortunate. I think it would be fun to, to learn a little bit more about him. Um, no, I love. Uh, he doesn't have the most confidence in the world, um, but he's super genuine. Yeah, and I think in the LA scene that kind of hurts him being so genuine with feelings on his sleeve and authentic. It works against. Like he them. always talks about how his girlfriend Maggie, because he has a girlfriend in the movie for most of the movie until the end, is like so out of his league. And so you, just comments like that, which yeah. I think is a good lesson for everyone. Just you know, not always saying like the person you're with is so out of your league when you actually mean it. Like you know, because it's kind of just like always a diss to yourself, and shows right. that there's some insecurity there. Like oh, I like scored big time. I have no idea what she sees in me, kind of thing, and. And I also think he sees her a little bit with rose-colored glasses. I think he is also that hopeless romantic, a bit like Iris, and kind of just like, wow, this girl gave me a shot, and that's amazing. And so I think he misses a lot of the rosy, like the red flags, <laughs> because he's looking at it through a very specific lens. <laughs> we can relate to that, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> He also, but he also like shows just that, yeah, that sweet romantic, like that he just like, you can tell, especially towards the end of the movie that he's like going to be a very good husband. Like he's going to be a good partner. He's very loyal. Like, I think he's an Enneagram seven, like life of the party, but six is, I think is six, the loyalist. Yes. I'm pretty sure it is, but 
there like you can see that in him you can see that balance in him really well in his character because i feel like he's gonna be like a really good steady guy a hundred percent he's either six wing seven or seven wing six enneagram wise and just he has that loyalty i love that he's like so committed now Lacey, if both of them okay so let's just say that we got a scene with miles with two beautiful little girls and he does napkin face and you see that <laughs> really fun safe awesome dad side he's a widower they both show up to your doorstep wearing a sign saying i am him from god will you go out on a date and marry me but you can only choose one who would you choose? I would feel really overwhelmed if any man said, would you go on a date and marry me? (laughs) 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 That's a good point. Okay. We'll just keep it to date with the potential to marry. Obviously assumed. Um, They both show up at the same time, both ring the doorbell at the same time. Uh, Which one would you choose? I'll be honest. I love a dork. So I'm like super into like the, I like love a nerd. I love a man that can like go on about like star Wars or the rings. Like I, so I feel like I'd probably go more towards miles just because he's like a little bit more in touch with how dorky he is. But I do love that Graham, like in the movie, Graham is very like Mr. Napkin head. Like I I would be all over Mr. Napkin head. If a man put a (laughs) napkin on his head to impress children in front of me, I would be like, that's Bay right there. Yeah. I love him. I, I love, love him. I love him. Now, does it have to be in front of kids or if he did miss your nap and had to you on a date, would that also fly? I don't think that would fly as much, but what I love about Mr. Napkinhead, it does show that he's willing to go links to make somebody laugh. So I do love someone that is like willing to go links to cheer me up or make me laugh. And it is hard to make me laugh because I am really funny. So so if you're a guy listening to this and you want to ask out Lacey, send her a video in her DMs of you Mr. And, as Mr. Napkin Head just asking her out. And I think that... Or a Star Wars monologue. Yeah, or show her your Star, Star Wars Lego set. Lego set. And I think you have a good shot. I have a friend that has all of the little dolls from Game of Thrones, like a collection. And it's like... He the Funko Pop. Funko Pop. It's, yeah. I'm like, he is amazing and so nerdy. Um, (laughs) Miles is awesome. And I love that he is so dorky, like, and has fun, like flair to his personality. That's why I think I ended up with. No, I love Miles. I love him. He's kind of like you, babe. Yeah. Um, we went over Jasper. I don't think there's anything more to be said. He sucks. The worst, but I want (laughs) to literally just go away. Um, I just like get triggered looking at him in the movie. I'm like, I want to punch you. <laughs> like, no, sorry. Just like I do. I Dude, him so and Matthew McConaughey in the wedding planner both make me so okay, mad. Don't even go there. No, it's the same Matthew thing. Matthew McConaughey is not the same as Jasper. No, 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 no. They're both engaged and they're both flirting and leading on a woman. Okay. While they're engaged, would you be great? Would you Matt, be cool if I did that? What's his name in the wedding planner? I can't remember. I agree, but I can't. I, he Matthew is not the same narcissistic manipulator. Oh, he's just a cheater. He's a, he's a kid's doctor and a cheater. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Oh, yeah, you um, don't like that take, do you? <laughs> so, next, I want to talk about why these relationships work really fast because I think it's important. So, like, Amanda and Graham, um, I just, I mean, I love them in the end because 
with somebody so opposite of her because Graham is so opposite of her, right? He's a weeper. She can't even cry. You know, like he is not obsessed with his work and is like a stay-at-home dad with a job and she's like a workaholic. So they're very opposite. But like Graham teaches her and like opens up a soft part of her heart and it allows her to get back in touch with her emotions and be vulnerable, which who knows? Cause we don't know her whole history. It could be like some of the first times she's ever is vulnerable and it's so sweet. It's so beautiful. And by the end you see her cry for the first time ever. And it's the cutest. I love it. I'm like, she, she, she got her heart back. She got her heart back. <laughs> yeah, I think anytime, like anytime couples get together that are, they have opposite things that they bring those out of each other. So like, uh, you know, someone being really outgoing, dating somebody who is a little bit more shy and reserved, and then they bring that out in each other. Like the guy can bring out the little bit more quiet and reserved in her. And then like, she'll feel safe bringing out that. It's like, anytime y'all can balance each other out, anytime couples can balance, I think it's beautiful to see. And they are like such a good example of that. And where like the vulnerability of both of them, because he reopens his heart to love after, you know, his, wife passed away and she opens her heart and like is willing to trust again. And so like they balance that part out in each other. And I think that's so sweet. And it showed them like how to trust people again. I feel like too, like they're like yes. them both were, they're both stepping into bravery and courage to like do what they think is scary. And they're both showing to each other that they're trustworthy and that's healing like a lot for them, which I think is so beautiful. Like, which is a point to just make for everyone listening that like you can heal only so much before a relationship and the relationship itself will also often bring you additional healing. You shouldn't look to that person to make you healed and whole and full. Absolutely not. But in a healthy, stable relationship, like it's going to heal certain things and continue that healing that ideally you've already started separately. Like the whole thing about the story is obviously I don't think Amanda took enough time from her last guy to Graham. Okay. It was like two weeks and she's already like in love with a different guy, but that is rom-coms and that's what happens. There's like never enough time in between all these events. Um, but, but in general, like I think there's so much in safe relationships and healthy relationships that will heal even more for us, which is amazing. Um, let's talk about Iris and Miles because I am obsessed how Iris got her main character energy. Like she was playing the best friend and she needs to be the hero. What is the line? Like whatever the main character and that's Arthur's line to her. And it's one of my favorites in like the whole movie, that little scene. And she gets her main character energy back, you guys. Or and she maybe gets to, it for the first time. She well, really and does. We all know, Lacey, you know what main character energy is, right? <laughs> Obviously. Hello. Obviously, Hello. <laughs> so, Hello. What, and you think that she got hers? Like, by what you just said, it's confidence or Gumption. it's main character? Oh, she has gumption. That's, that's what the word. You love that word. It comes and I have something that feels like gumption. <laughs> she says that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So she does find her backbone. Yeah. She finds some swagger. Mm-hmm. She does. Like she, Jasper comes to fly out to her like a, the sticky prick that he is, uninvited, <laughs> and finds out where she is. And she ends up 
completely sticking up for herself and having this moment of like, why am I even talking to you? Like, why are you here? You need to leave right now. And it's like this great scene. I love it. Everyone's and she's cheering. like, and he's like, what's going on with you? Like, and she's like, I have something that feels like gumption, you know? And um, she walks out. Ha! <laughs> like she does that. Um, I love her. She just like her growth into confidence, into knowing her worth and value, into standing up for what she needs. And like, it's just, it's so cool. It's so beautiful. I love her Iris's change. It's like the best. She becomes like a butterfly, you know, guys? She's like caterpillar that. And I, I, I feel like she didn't, what I love about her character is she didn't change because of Miles. Yeah. Like she wasn't changing for him. And like, it's kind of different from Amanda Woods and Grams because they did like bring that out of yeah. each other. But I feel like in the movie, Iris found that kind of on her own. Like she was on a, a, a like an individual journey and Miles kind of came alongside, which that I love that. Yes, you're so right. And if anything, Arthur was the one, the old guy, the sweetie old guy that like helped her even more with her like stop playing the part of the best friend thing and like helped increase her confidence. And I think then Iris like bleeds that onto Miles, who was also struggling with confidence, which is amazing, kind of giving him like this taste and view of what newfound confidence can look like to the point of he, um, he also gets cheated on horrible by his girl, Maggie. And he like even contemplates taking her back and listening to her, but then he doesn't. And I think that is also like a display of how they're bringing that confidence out in one another, which is so cool. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, I actually think that is cool how they kind of, and that's what I hopefully Maybe the big takeaway is a healthy relationship should leave you encouraged. A healthy relationship with a healthy mm. a healthy partner does encourage you, does instill confidence in you. Whether or not you end up with them because you dated them, because you knew them, you're walking away with more confidence in who you are than, than you were before you met them. I, I totally think that should always be the case so good. in a healthy relationship. So good. Yeah. I love this movie. I'm going to, babe, I might wa make you watch it again tonight with me. Um, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> what was the other movie that we were supposed to watch tonight? <laughs> oh, we're also supposed to watch Meet the Parents. Oh, uh, Meet the Parents. We were doing the an first episode one. on Meet the Parents and we're like, let's rewatch that. It's so fun with Ben. I Taylor. love that. It's such That's a good movie. so fun. So fun. Yeah, you know, it. it is fun to actually psychoanalyze a rom-com. <laughs> I wasn't as sold on this idea, <laughs> but this has been a fun journey with you guys. I've, I've really appreciated being a couch therapist with you guys. <laughs> and, um, I'm actually kind of surprised that how much I took out of it. You know, I would say for any guy listening, this is a great tip. If you watch this movie, just pay attention to Graham and Miles. Like, I think almost every girl listening to this is like, they want a Graham or a Miles. They're such great guys. And they're just, they're, they're like, they're filled with commitment, the emotional side, the fun side, especially of Miles. And so, guys, if you want some lessons on what a lot of ladies are looking for, you can probably find it between Miles and Graham in the holiday. Well, <laughs> can we say the truth? The opposite is true. If you're a girl, be like, can be like Iris and be like, uh, what's I her think name? they had more character like development that needed to happen. So, development. I would say maybe the end version of these okay, girls, not so the beginning. <laughs> date for potential is what no, you're saying. No, 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 I'm not saying that. 
No, never. <laughs> just uh, just in the rom-com movie that you guys love so much, is it allowed? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. The- exactly. That's exactly what we're saying. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, totally. Um, all right. Lacey, you're so fun, girl. This was a blast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Y'all are so fun, too. I had so much fun. I want to be on again. So call me anytime. We will. And we will tell all of your private dating stories. No, I'm just kidding. No, if we if we did have you come back on, what would we talk about? Is there any topic or dating thing that you think is overrated, you're frustrated with, that you want to school? Like, what is your hot take when it comes to dating? Uh, I think I think communication is is under talked about. The importance of like effective communication. I think men are more and more shying away from being strong communicators and being like upfront about what they want. And I think that women shouldn't have to always do the communicating, but a lot of times we end up doing it and asking the hard questions. So I think men need to step it up. Dang. Hey, hey, that's what those men mini-sodes on Fridays are, babe. You're, I know. You're raising up this We men. do men's mini-sodes that we need to have you come on. Well, so you're saying that we need to communicate <laughs> about being more effective communicators. Yeah, we need to be like, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> It does. Yeah, it does. It does. Okay. Well, it's been a joy. It's been an honor to have you, Pastor, on this <laughs> chat. Pastor um, Jesse. I think you had some really great insights. Uh, you had a really good word, you know. And uh, no, it's actually been really, really fun having you on. And I laughed a lot. And I, I'm sure everyone in the audience did as well. So <laughs> thank you so much for coming on Heart of Dating. And I don't think it'll be the last time. I think, I don't think sometimes so, we know whether or not it's the last time and uh, we would love to have you come back. Uh, <laughs> we wouldn't say it's not oh, going to be the last thanks, time guys. if it was like, yeah. we would, we would we're locking say, it in. Yeah. Right. Bye. We're yeah. locking it in. I like, Hey, I like the community. Yeah, I'm trying to be a strong, Honesty. effective communicator right. about what I want and what Clarity I, I want to see happen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right girl we love you I love it. and you guys got to check Lacey out obviously on the gram and all the fun things she's doing i said it earlier At abercrombie abercrombie Lacey. Lacey. but you gotta do it do you have you like a website or a patreon that we can find as well or nope okay <laughs> nope okay instagram TikTok. the best oh all yeah right. and tiktok bye Lacey. bye girl <laughs> <laughs> bye Heart of Dating podcast is created by Kate and JJ Tomlin. Shout out to our epic audio and video editor, Scott Caro. We have an amazing Heart of Dating team who helps bring the show to you each week. I want to shout out Kelsey Napier, our Heart of Dating digital marketing coordinator, and Elena Gibson, our brand and community manager. We couldn't do it without them. Now, if you guys have never ranked us or reviewed us on iTunes or Spotify, would you consider doing that? It would mean so much because our podcast can get more discovered and more people can learn how to better date as Christians. Don't we all want that? We launch our podcast each and every week on Wednesdays. So we will see you next week.